Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey and in today's Speaker Stories episode, I'll be getting to know Beth English, who's a celebrated visual artist and leader in Nashville, Tennessee. She's the founder of a 10,000 member artist community and leads creatives to let go of fear and create with joy. So Beth, hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And I guess just out of interest, not only for me, but for everybody listening, Whereabouts are you in the world right now? I think I've already given it away as a clue, haven't I? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. You probably did give it away with that intro. I don't know if you can tell by the log cabin behind me, but I am in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. And I know that you've spoken to global organizations. I know that you've co-authored three books and you also became a comedian at 37. So we're going to talk about all of that today, but I wanted to really start by asking how important has public speaking been for you in your career so far? Public speaking is my entire life. So it's 100% important to what I'm doing right now. And it's something that I felt deep down that I needed to do. So I immediately started learning about the industry and Mm -hmm. how to get involved and doing everything that it took because I knew I had a message to share. And that was the most important thing. And originally I shared that message through my paintings, but then I started talking about my art and talking more about my art. And people were interested in hearing about it and the leadership involved in building a a massive artist community. And Mm -hmm. so I started speaking more and more just as my career developed in general as an artist. I love that. Mm -hmm. Was was there a particular turning point when you thought I'm going to become a speaker like what was there some was there a moment or like was it said was it quite gradual progress like you just said there was a moment Mm -hmm. there definitely was see I had been leading a community of artists for about 10 years is how long I've been doing that I was hosting events for them every single month and I was Mm -hmm. speaking in front of the group and I just realized that this felt like I was operating in my gifts yeah in the most like hit me in the face kind of way, like, this is what you need to be doing. So I think during one of those meetings, I was inspired to really take it more seriously because the way it felt, the way it made me feel. Yeah, I love that. Perfect. And we'll come back to that point in just a moment. But let's go back to the very beginning. What was your earliest memory of having to stand up and deliver a presentation? And how did it go? Well, I have to say, I think I was born presenting because... As soon as I would take a bite of food at the dinner table, I would stand up and be like, watch me. And I would do a dance or sing (laughs) a song or say something funny. Mm -hmm. So I was always trying to entertain people for sure. Um, And it always went really well. I I love being on stage, but I have to say, getting up and sharing vulnerable stories that are Mm -hmm. true for yourself, your life, that is when I really needed more help because yeah. that was like next level yeah so so even somebody who is quite comfortable in the spotlight I guess it's that that vulnerability that exposure um which is where you needed to, to really work with somebody okay so that's interesting mm-hmm. so 
when you think of let's go back to that moment I guess when so you're already able to speak you know you could obviously speak and stand in front of your events but you decided to go after this and and take it seriously and become a speaker Mm -hmm. what kind of advice what do you know now that you'd wished you'd known back then what advice would you give to Beth in that moment that this is a process mm-hmm. that it takes time and you have to be patient throughout yeah. that process that becoming a speaker is a journey and you learn new things every time you get up on stage every time you write a speech and work with a client you're constantly learning and that only comes by doing the reps and so yeah. you have to be on stage speaking in order to be learning about what it's like to be on stage speaking so Mostly just be patient, be diligent, consistent, and keep going after what feels the most intuitive sense for you as far as a direction in speaking. Yeah. And always speak with that passion because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. And that's what's carried me through yeah. is by doing all that work is being extremely passionate about my topics and, and the impact I want to make on the audience for sure. Yeah, I love that. And, and I guess there are people out there who are speaker curious thinking I could become a speaker one day. And they've got this great vision of themselves on a big stage in Dubai in front of 10,000 people. And, <laughs> you know, and, and you will you will get there, but, you know, you don't have to rush yourself to that process. And like you said, you have to do the reps. You have to go through that amateur phase, learn your trade, find your message and, and just really build on that. So, yeah, that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, and and I guess along your way, um, clearly natural as a speaker, have there been any speaking catastrophes, failures, or big lessons that you've learned along the way? Well, you know, I think when you get up on stage and you feel confident, then you're not really pushing yourself, right? You have to get into those moments where you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was stand-up comedy. Yeah, and okay. when I started doing stand-up, that's when I really started failing and learning how to be resilient to those mm-hmm. failures. And so that was by far some of the best work I could have done to be an even better speaker on stage. Cause if I can do stand-up comedy, I mm. can be a speaker for sure. Yeah, I love that. What <laughs> what advice have you got to somebody who who's maybe thinking about getting into stand-up comedy like in those early days, what advice would you give them? I would say go to some local open mics, go mm-hmm. to some local shows, start hanging out around the scene, yeah. meet some of the comics, maybe take a class, just kind of start like dipping your toe in the water. And then you feel like you want to write some you know comedy and some jokes do it and then get up on stage and just do it and see how it see how it goes yeah it's all an experiment right yeah what's the worst that could happen you might get laughed at either way right (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean the worst that happens is that you don't get any laughs People don't care about what you just had to say, but then you get off stage and then someone told me that you can only be upset as long as you were on stage. And so that's really good advice. So I'm like, okay, I have to get over this in 10 minutes and then I'll be moving on. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) And, and we've talked about a lot of uh, advice you give to people in the early stage in in their career as a speaker. What about somebody that's, that's already speaking and they're looking to really transition from I'm a speaker to I'm a paid speaker or I'm a keynote speaker. Be ready to invest in yourself. Yeah. I think that's really important. And not just, you know, $1,000 or $2,000, but like a lot more. Because Mm. if you want to be the best speaker you can be, 
then you're going to have to train for it, just like an athlete trains. And so the best thing I ever did was invest in myself, go and take the classes, get the performance training, working with editors, making sure that the speech was written well, is formatted and arranged in a way that's going to be the most compelling and do the work. Mm, And yeah. yeah, be the best that you can be, create the best product you can create. And then you'll be memorable and people will want to hear you speak more and more, but always be prepared to do your very best. Yeah, I love that. And and when you mentioned about getting an editor to make sure that your 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 talk, your presentation is best it can be, is that is that kind of like a signature talk that you deliver time and time again in front of different audiences? Is that something that you have and would recommend to somebody to create? Definitely. Yeah. Because if you have a signature talk, it's going to be really dialed in. Mm -hmm. You're going to give a really great performance. If you're creating a brand new talk every single time, then it's probably not as polished as it needs to be. And so having a signature talk is definitely an important piece of the business for sure. Perfect. Great. Great advice. Thank you. So I want to talk about a fairly recently topical event, the global pandemic that we went through that, that pretty much wiped out the speaking industry. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you personally cope or transition during that, that early phase of the pandemic? Well, at first I was in shock and I just kind of sat with it for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. what am I going to do next? Yeah, I did do some virtual speaking. Mm-hmm. And I developed a coaching program as well. And I did some more online coaching. But then after things started opening up again, I just wanted to get back out there at in-person events. And so I started networking and felt like I had to start building everything from the beginning again. So it's, you know, you build momentum and then the pandemic, you know, we lost a lot of momentum and now it's starting up again. So I just made sure I was ready for when events started coming back this year. And so I've already given, you know, some live in-person keynotes this, you know, year at, um, at events that Mm -hmm. where the event planners are, (laughs) Yeah, this this business is crazy. You know, (laughs) like we went from zero to nothing in a minute. Yeah, And so there's a lot of uncertainty on how we're going to move forward, but Mm -hmm. I believe the combination of, in-person and virtual speaking, I think is going to be the norm from here on out. Yeah. And I'm really interested to watch how the space of the hybrid events keep, keep working. Do we have half a virtual audience, half in the room? Does that work? Should we just not do that? Like it's just trying to figure out how that hybrid world works as well. Cause I think it will continue to develop um, over the next few years. So go go on, you got a point on that one. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, because I have a a great video of one of my speeches. And I think that if you can license that content out and share it in that different format, then you're not having to go back and forth between an online audience and an in-person audience. I feel like that's kind of hectic and you split your um, focus as far as the audience experience and you're not truly giving either one like the best possible experience. And so if you create an amazing video and then license that out or, you know, have it available for attendees to watch, I think, because we stream everything anyway. So Mm. why wouldn't we do that with speeches? Yeah. And, And unless you can interact with the speaker from home, there's almost no point being live. You know, if you're at home anyway, you'd watch the video, like you said. Yeah. Right. Great point. And 
so I just want to just finally just thank you so much for sharing all, all that advice. And I guess my last question for you today is if somebody wants to book you as a speaker or find out more about you or join one of your online courses, where, where's the best place for them to do that? Probably LinkedIn is where yeah. I'm like the most professional. But mm-hmm. if you want to check me out, having fun, doing more personal life things on Instagram and right. Facebook, mm-hmm. I am at Beth English. That's B-E-T-H-I-N-G-L-I-S-H all mm-hmm. over every social platform. And I'm very easy to find online. My website's BethEnglish.com. So just give me a call. Send me an email. I love talking to event planners and making an experience for audiences that is truly transformational. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned the word experience. That's a great point to end on. Thanks for sharing that. So thank you so much again for sharing all of your value and advice today. I'll put all of those show notes into the links and um, or even the links into the show notes. People can click on them and they can find out more about you. And again, just want to just pre- appreciate you and thank you for being here today with us. Thank you so much. I love to the conversation that we had. And I hope that for those of you watching are feeling really inspired about becoming a speaker. If you have questions, reach out. I'd love to connect with you. 